there were like a hundred printed versions of Game of Thrones. I realize it's popular, but like, not only do they not have chapter numbers, I've brought this up before, but like, everybody's book page count is different. Welcome to Game of Thrones, everybody. <laughs> Where we complain. We don't like it when pages are off sync. We come to you this week from the eye of Hurricane Sandor. Or Sandy oh, as the news <laughs> How's that working for you, Micah? I don't know. You know, it's it's a little calm right now. And I don't know if he's going to be as tough as his brother. Who, Gregor? Yeah, Gregor. <laughs> or the, All right, they, well, hold on. Is, is Sandy a guy or a girl? It's got to be a girl. Got to be That's a girl. That's what I'm saying. It's always a girl, which is strange. Yeah. Do you guys know any boys named Sandy? Sorry if you, know, you guys are. That Sandy listen. Cohen, one of the main OC, characters baby. in the OC. OC, baby. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. So there. There you go. Um, We're on the same wavelength. I know lots of boys with sandy hair. But I feel like that's what they used to tease uh, Sandor with when he was growing up and going to school. They sandy. Sandy. Was there school in Westeros? Hmm. Honestly. Is there school in Westeros? What kind of school actually? would he have gone to? Listener poll. What school would he have Hogwarts. gone to? Actually, it's like wet, wet nurse uh, elementary, right? That's true. Isn't that mm-hmm. everybody says about all the things they learn? Have you been experiencing any um, sort of tweets from the outside world, Micah, like giving you like, hey, Micah, be safe? Um, No, not yet. Is is that why? Is that what you tweeted? Give Micah your love. Exactly. <laughs> is like, yeah. This is the last time you'll be. Yeah. Able to- <laughs> We're just giving Micah our love. <laughs> no, we got we got we got a question. Uh, Penny Lane five one six on Twitter said, "Wait, why just Micah?" And it's well because Micah's the only one <laughs> in the. He's in the only one that's on the East Coast right now. In like, imminent danger. Right. Eric's oh chilling. God. Selena's in uh, Jalalabad or where are you right now? She's in Sweden. <laughs> And I'm Somewhere in the city like of sin. I've been doing nothing but playing slots all day. And Micah is like, he's like, well, we could record later, but we may get evacuated. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, dedication. We, we yeah. have been evacuated officially. We've been told to leave. But uh, as with most people in this area, they, they don't leave. They decide to stick it out. Not that that's safe. K. Riviera on Twitter says, Micah, stick him with the pointy end with a winky face. So be safe. <laughs> Yeah, it's Sandy. Go, I don't know if that works for a hurricane necessarily. Um, I don't know. Sage advice. I would never. I would never try to uh, stick uh, Sander with the with the pointy end. I feel like he would be uh, a little bit uh, too much of of a challenge to overcome. Right there, there's a ship for you. Clearly, Micah, you and Sandy don't don't share the same kind of brotherly love that uh, still exists between Ned and Robert in no, Game don't. of Thrones. And that's you know that's that's something that is. Reading this this chapter that we're going to talk about um, today really made me miss already this relationship between these two men because Robert at the end of the conversation says he's off going hunting and uh, I realized then that obviously Robert is not going to be around all that much longer and oh way to yeah. spoil it where's he going he's, there? you know he's he's going to be the, the um you know in Nightmare Before Christmas there's nope. those trees with the doors and they all go to like yeah the different lands well. He's yeah, got Narnia. an appointment and in Christmas land. He's going to go be Santa. So, um, for that, <laughs> Santa, they love each other. This is brotherly love. And this is not going to be around any longer. And I was thinking, I have like the other f- uh, four out of the five remaining books, or I have Dance of, all the way through Dance of Dragons, I have. And it, it, it's going to be like an irreparable void. Like when the love between Ned and Robert uh, is gone, when the conversations, the types of conversations that they have are no longer in these books. I'm going to feel like something is missing, and I hope something can fill that void. Well, the thing about it is, you're talking about, Eric is basically saying this, guys. 
the fact that this is going to end at a time that's soon, the, the, there's going to be a lack of bromance in Game of Thrones that he's accustomed to. And I think what yeah, we know... That's not the case. And the audience knows <laughs> is that... Eric is just going to replace that with his love of Theon. He's just going to just it's just going to yeah. swap places, and it's going to be beautiful from then on. Yeah, I'm telling you, George R. R. Martin is all about leaving a void where there used to be something nice. This is true. This is his way, but don't worry, he fills it very well. Okay, I'm 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 relieved now, and I can continue my assessment with you. But Eric, here's the thing: in the last chapter, we were given the start of a brand new bromance, so. You should have yeah. the void filled for quite some time. I'll stand for the dwarf. Bronn and, and Mayox. And Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, How great would that be if they brought Mord with them? Oh, um, that, that would, be, it would be amazing. <laughs> like, we were talking about Jamie and Brienne offshoots, and of course they win number one, but number two would easily be Mordor traveling. <laughs> Mordor. That <laughs> would be so good. With those two on the high road. Oh, wow. Uh, uh-huh. All right, so in this chapter... I, uh, I thought something was was uh, was good, and I put a note on it, and it says, "But the years leech out of man's memories, even those he has vowed never to forget." Isn't that sad? Yeah. Ned was having a flashback. Everyone listening, if you haven't read along with this, and if you haven't, I'll throw things at you like these refried beans. But um, Ned was thinking about this battle that he had. I'm just going to overly generalize it, and he was referencing the fact that he doesn't remember any of it anymore, and that's sad. And that's kind of like how. Some people get really far in the books and forget so much about these earlier ones because there's just so much in it. Yeah, I, I can definitely speak to that. I mean, I lose track of characters, and especially as the books go on, because you, you gain so many and you're, you're introduced to so many new ones that you, you forget the, the little nuances and the little hints and, and other things that were placed throughout the, the first couple of books. And that's the first thing he's thinking about when he wakes up. I mean, he had, he went through a trauma, guys. This horse attacked yep. him. And he's <laughs> waking up from it. And Robert walks in, and he's got a black velvet doublet with the crown stag of Baratheon worked upon his breast in golden thread. I mean, just walking in, looking like a G-money. He's the king. And then, you know, as Eric put it so eloquently, you just see this, like, loving broship blossom, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's by no means a pleasant scene or even a conversation that they have is by no means pleasant, but Ned is very wounded. He has this sad, sad dream. It's, like, profoundly sad. He wakes up, and George R. R. Martin wrote uh, words to the effect of he was he felt vulnerable like a kitten. Yeah. Like a, li- oh. like a little kitten. And I'm I like, oh, this is I not how want I want Robert to see me. Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, like, I'm not even in shape to, like, go see the king. I'll receive him here, but, like, I can't move. My leg. Ah, pain. And uh, I was just like, wow, this is, not, this, is, this is not, this is not good. And Circe says as much. I mean, she, she basically says to him right off the bat, you're lucky to still have a, a man in your position is lucky to, to have his head still on his shoulders. You're <laughs> For compl- now. You're complaining about your leg. Yeah. So... So that was rough. Can we talk about that dream, though, for a second? Yeah. With the seven against three, yet two walked away. <laughs> I was like, it was so much math. And I was thinking there had to be some kind of clue in there. Um, I don't know what kind of clue. The seven books. No, but it was Howlin books, Reed. I don't even know. Oh, yes. And, of course, I was going to get to that. Is need it need? <laughs> That's the ship. Ned and the Kranigman Reed was there, and they were the only ones who got to walk away from whatever happened there in that tower with Rihanna, uh, Liana. Do, what is, where's my mind today? Don't we know a Reed? 
is it the jo- we do jo- know a Jojen reed. and uh, are yeah. those the yes. reeds? My yeah. new favorite characters, yes. Okay. They okay. They do um, they do come into play in uh a clash of the second Kings. book. Yeah, but they were omitted from the story of of, of season the, two. Of yeah, the season two chose to uh to go with. But they, they are cast. I know we talked about them. How do you guys think this scene stacked up now that you've I mean we've obviously read it before, but now that we're analyzing it, versus the, the television show adaptation, how do you think that the book paced along with it? I would have loved to have seen this scene in the show. Like of his dream. Ned going to battle with the the sword of the morning. This this yeah. badass. Like it would have been an awesome scene, an awesome flashback. In an interview they did talk about the fact that they have chose not to do flashbacks because it didn't fit the pace of the story. Mm-hmm. And I always I thought that was such a shame because mm-hmm. there's so much story to tell there. Although, although with every cool flashback involving the sword called Dawn, you also have that same flashback of Liza, or sorry, um, Liana going, "Promise me, Ned. Promise yeah. me." Yeah. And he goes, Don't "I be promise. Such a hater. I promise." <laughs> I feel like more. Stuff. There was that again in this chapter. Yeah. With the dream, and I was just like, oh, "Not again." And so the biggest dreams. problem is that they would have a really hard time paying that off, I think, just because we haven't gotten much resolution right. to it <laughs> in the true. books five books later, and that's not really spoiling anything. I yeah. feel like also introducing those characters, there's no context there either. You know, I mean, maybe people have an idea of who Liana is or who Rhaegar is, but aside from that, it's just like, who are these clowns that are showing up and taking on Ned and his boys? That is true. It's pretty shallow. They're, I mean, they mentioned Liana and... Robert's like, when he first gets to Waterfell, I want to go see her, you know? I mean, so they make it important, but they definitely don't go as deep as the book does. Which is interesting because this book, I felt more so than any others, is very, very true. Or I should say the show is very, very true to the to the text of the book. Um, but these are like those moments now that we're looking at that are actually cut and left out um, from the show. So take out the pathos or the pathos, depending on where you live geographically. And then just add in more of the sword fighting, and you got a damn good recipe for a hit show. Yeah, we should we should make that, you guys. I think it'd be pretty successful. <laughs> we'll sh- just film the short. Selena could be Liana. Yep. Yay! No, I don't want to be Liana. <laughs> well, you can say, that's, "Promise that's me, that's Ned." Sexist. <laughs> that's the best line. It's it's, it's surely it's Somehow. the best line in the series because it's the most repeated. Promise that's me, true. Ned. That's true. I just say it over and over again. Promise me, Ned. Promise me. <laughs> That'd be great. So Cersei was so pissed and. This, yeah, yeah. this chapter and in this, in this text, I thought it was it was such such a great adaptation to the screen because I mean you could clearly yeah. see that she was just pissed. Not really that any of it happened. Just I mean like just totally being blind to the fact that her brother was a total dickhead and and created all of this. She was just like, would a Targaryen ever let anyone talk to them like this and all this bullshit? And she's just, and, and Robert's just like, shut up for a minute. I'm trying to talk to this guy. A horse just hurt him. He's in pain. <laughs> she tells him that he, she should be the one in the mail, and he should be the one in skirts. Oh, like, I love that line. As, uh, and I butchered it just by re- recollecting it there, but she she does say that, and that is just ridiculous. And and when Ned is breaking the news about you know this that the other thing, like um, he's looking at Cersei, and Cersei's face is like glass. He said like he's what he's watching her, and she's just has such hatred for him. And I think she's upset that Jamie was driven away. Essentially, I mean, he, well, yeah, you know, he, he did. He chose to leave, no obviously, like because of, of his because <laughs> of his situation. Like and he boys. left. 
Well, Selena, yeah. you offer a, a delicate and sort of, a, I don't want to say opposing because we probably agree with you completely, but um, coming from a girl's perspective and I mean, obviously like as a reader, we're like, yeah, Cersei, you're, you're, you're dumb, but Robert Dexter, like how does this whole scene play out for you? Ah, uh, but it's so, that's one of the things that's so brilliant about Game of Thrones is that it's so tough to be on anyone's side. You know, it, this is actually funny because we were just talking about this, um, when we were discussing the casual vacancy on MuggleCast like two hours ago. And it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Like, you've got all these different characters, and none of them are, like, 100% likable. You can't say, oh, you know, Robert's in the right, because then he go Like, he he's obviously not incestuous and tries to kill people he's close to, but then, on the other hand, he is rash sort of a bit cowardly drunk. person who yeah drunk who clearly doesn't he doesn't know how to lead and he's lashing out Selena, literally do, yes do you think it's fair to say he's a he's a womanizer though yes i mean he's a, king. he's a king no well, I, I get he's a king but there's there's that scene too when they're talking about barra and he said is that supposed to please me damn the girl i thought she yeah. had more sense yeah. It just it just shows you how he generally treats women. I mean, look at how much he he's the he's a man whore essentially. He goes around. He and, is, and he hits his wife in front of somebody else. Um, yeah, she talked back mm-hmm. to him, but he even admits after <laughs> yeah, the fact. <laughs> you no, practically no. had it coming. <laughs> he 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 just he was like. But no, he admits those, it. Those aren't words fit for a queen's ears <laughs> when he was mm. talking about the the girl like loving him. I mean, it's. In some ways, though, it it is hard to judge him because, I mean, it is, it's not hard to judge him, but at the same time, I mean, this is the world that, it's kind of like Deadwood, the show, oh, you yeah, know, this is show. the world that existed back then, this is right. the world that George R. R. Martin is depicting, George R. R. Martin isn't saying, it's okay to hit women, right. he's saying, this is what Robert does, and this is what mm. he thinks that he's entitled to do, yeah. because she's his wife, but he's and also that's horrible. He's also juxtaposed by Ned in this in the same scene mm, being this honorable true. person and trying to you know he's like this is not fit for Cersei's ears she shouldn't even right. be in here and <laughs> you know he's he's trying to do all the right things and that's that's his ultimate undoing when all it is said is. and done he's like the only nice person trying to survive in this group of vultures I mean there's no wonder Volturian. you know that mm, he doesn't Oh, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, it's from I, I thought it was something else. I don't. I don't even know where it's from. We're all excited for Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yeah, right. Um, yes. Right after this happened, all right. We're talking. We're saying all these things about Robert. Right after this happened, the second she walked out of the door, he collapses, and from Ned's perspective, just looks sad. And he's just like immediately drops all of his guards. No kingliness. Nothing. Just friend to friend. Ned. Like, he's like, he's sad. He's let down by all this happening. He's really disappointed himself that he got pissed off and whacked her in the face, too. It's, it goes beyond that, too. I think that even speaks to his character. It's not a kingly thing for him to do. It's it's not, uh, you know, the right thing for him to do, period. It doesn't matter if he's a king or not. You know, that that's, I think, one of Robert's big character flaws. But Yeah, but in Westeros, man, it's crazy. They kill people. If they get mad. So chances are there's a couple cases of domestic abuse. But here, here's the thing. with When Cersei's in the room and they're having this conversation, you know, she goes back and forth between Jaime and Tyrion. And it's interesting to me because 
Robert, for a second, is not going to believe that Ned was leaving a brothel and all of a sudden ran into Jamie Lannister in a drunken stupor because Ned, number one, is not the kind of guy who's going to a brothel, and number two, he's not the kind of guy who's going to get drunk. So Mm. I wonder, in a way, isn't Robert playing the game himself by trying to keep these two sides from going head-to-head with each other? I mean, he knew it was bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he yeah. knows deep down what the truth is, and I think that's why you brought up like he kind of lets his guard down after she leaves the room because right. I think he ultimately knows what really transpired here. But at the same time, he feels kind of powerless, and and I wonder if that's all tied to the fact that you know he has to be married to her, and because of the strength it gives him with with the Lannisters and 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 Tywin and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's she has pretty much literally got his balls in a vice, vice grip here. I mean, he he's stuck. He's nothing he can do. That's which vivid. is probably oh. why he hits her. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he says. He's like, I think that Rhaegar won, or I did stab him. Or you know, these people are dead. I am the king right now, right. but but he, my he girl is, is gone. Yeah, and now him. I'm stuck with her, and I'm so many crowns in debt with her family, and I can't do anything. I can't even defend Ned. I can't even make Ned the 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 best thing I can do is tell her to shut up and give him back his pen. Yeah, and and what did you think about Cersei defending Tyrion? I mean, she hates him, but yet she's willing to use him to her own ends in this yeah. whole conversation. Well, she's family, you know. Blood over blood is thicker than than water. It is. Yeah, the Lannisters are just completely fierce, and I, I I wanted to say like if 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 Robert were a better king, they wouldn't have the the same hold on on their positions as they do. You know the power that they do, being wardens of the East and the West, and you know married into the king kingdom. But I feel like they're the kind of people that get what they are after, and unfortunately would probably no matter who was elected king would have possibly crippled the kingdom in the same way that they have. Um, with Robert. So it's unfortunate. I mean, he's going to go hunting pretty soon. Not have to worry about it um, afterwards, but he's just worn down and beaten. And, and Ned is the kind of friend to him where he allows that to, to be seen. He's also injured. I mean, I, I think if he was had more of his wits about him, he would have pressured the conversation uh, for them to have before he went away. Cause he, now we know what happens to Robert when he goes hunting, and, and it prevents that conversation from ever being had. And, and, boar rhymes with whore. Exactly. And so, <laughs> and, yes, it's all the whores that are getting him back and in war. one collective entity. I think that Micah wins the own of the show with that reference, people. <laughs> oh, a whore rhymes with boar. Yes, Micah's rhyme time. Does anyone have an own of the show that's powerful? That would like to go first. Show or chapter? Or this I show think Selena mean? does. At least yeah. I heard. I had one. I had Cersei's I will wear it like a badge of honor. I thought that was great. Wear it in silence or I'll honor you again. <laughs> that was also great. <laughs> That's my own. Is oh, his perfect. retort. Sorry. That's no, all right. Much. Fair enough. No, it's perfect. <laughs> we, have, we have two sides of the coin here, people. The very end of the chapter with Robert saying, put the badge, well, put on the badge, Ned. It suits you, and if you ever throw it in my face again, I swear to you, I'll pin the damn thing on Jamie Lannister. <laughs> that, that was mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm that sorry. Yeah. No, no, don't don't apologize. I didn't have to say it. You could you could say it, and then edit it before mine, and then I could say, "Oh, Zach, that was mine too." I could literally just take all the things <laughs> that you have said and just make you look like the jackass. Instead. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
Unfortunately, I will be the one bowing out of this and admitting my defeat. I truly uh, believe that, that Mord could make uh, enough decisions to go to to stay on pace with Robert if he were the hand. Mord should be. They'd the probably the be on the same the same page. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He'd, he'd stay on pace. He'd be like, "Okay, well, how does that sound to you?" And he'd be like, "Okay, cool. Kill Daenerys. That sounds great." <laughs> When's lunch? <laughs> the other thing, thing I was going to mention really quick, though, is it's. it's really evident in this chapter and, and that scene is a perfect example of how much Robert really needs Ned. It's not as much you know, wanting him to be the hand of the king. I think he just needs somebody there that is, is going to be an ally because I think he feels lost. I think he feels as if he's in over his head with all the Lannisters around as well I think as it was, Baelish. It was probably the motivation that caused him to, to send for Ned in the beginning of the book. You know, right. I mean, once, once John Aaron left... Robert really left. realized that <laughs> he wouldn't know, go on vacation. He, he left us. He's being nice, Micah. Come on. Once, once he went bye bye, um, became ill, took ill, bit the dust. Um, you know, Robert really realized uh, what what the situation is. He's outnumbered by these. He's surrounded by freaking idiots. Um, but no, he's just surrounded by Lannisters and needed an old friend, someone who is loyal and honorable, the way that Ned is. Let this uh, episode here, our little rambling on my part, be a requiem uh, for the love that could never be between Robert and, and Ned. <laughs> I, I wish we could talk about what happens later on in the books. Cause I, I bet you do, so Micah. Cool. I know. It's cool. Who you really said? killed John Aaron? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's well, a question. Not who you think. Or is it? We actually got an email regarding um, your your activity of late, Micah and <laughs> Selena. It goes. It's from Alicia, and it goes. Well, who's Alicia, Alicia from Sparts Media? Uh, no, it's there not. is there is actually more than one Alicia in this world. Yeah. I know it's crazy. There are yeah. only two. But here's not the other my one. world. <laughs> she says, <laughs> "Hi guys, regarding spoilers, I have to give it to Micah and Serlina for holding back on so or holding back on so much. I won't go into any details for fear of spoiling." But I've noticed several times in the show while you guys theorize on many great points of view in Westeros' characters that Micah and Selena do a marvelous job pretending they have no clue when, in fact, they know exactly what happens. <laughs> and only half of the time we actually don't have a clue. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. We, we, all, we all greatly appreciate the, the love and care that these yeah. two have poured into their, their non-spoiling mannerisms. We do. We do try. It is actually kind of magical that we've gone this far and I still don't know anything so there's that <laughs> i wonder how many people actually don't know anything like especially some of the things that happens in 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 the third book like i'm really curious how many people actually make it without being spoiled about it i hope i hope it's everybody who wants to not be spoiled i do have to say a warning though now that i can we do actually have started to see a few people really mean-spirited fans actually spoiling people in the comments and hypables do watch out we do try Ooh. to not you know, delete them as soon as we see them, but That's I would hate cool. for someone to yeah, don't, get spoiled. Don't spoil your fellow men, especially on Hypable. By the way, Hypable, yeah. what's that? No, what is the, what it's is Hypable? It's a website! <laughs> and it's awesome! And you can get all your news on it. <laughs> and there's a Halloween logo. Alright, uh, we have some uh, owns here, or just uh, feedback tweets from uh, some of our listeners. Shaft Almazy. Or Chef. at Shaft Sword. That's a pretty badass Twitter handle. At mm-hmm. Shaft Sword. The, it's, he's the Shaft. Chef. God, <laughs> keep doing it. Chef. I don't see. He doesn't look silently. like Samuel L. Jackson, though. So you're mistaken. Mm. 
I'm mistaken. It must yes. be the sunglasses. That it's the wind. Me off. It's the wind. <laughs> he says, uh, listen to the Friday episode, that Mord and Hodor thing. It was like my life went from black and white to color in that moment. Exactly. Thank you. It was pretty beautiful. Chan, uh, she did make a comment on the question that we asked to you guys about what Tyrion was talking about specifically with the honeycomb. And uh, I think it was the goat, <laughs> the ass that we brought into the brothel. And very, uh, very eloquently put, he probably got the brothel owner to practice inappropriate charms on the ass. So there's that. That's that's um creative. <laughs> that has double meaning. I think that's yeah. a Potter crossover, if I'm correct. It is. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. I like uh, Patrick Lane's. Uh, he he said at Game of Thrones, own of the week, Storm of Swords. Spoilers. Shit is good. Shit, shit is good. And just for you, Micah, <laughs> love a claw girl says, Micah, us listeners love you like we would love our brother, but not like Cersei loves her brother. No oh. smiling. Aww. Yeah. That. Okay. Well. <laughs> this is kind of sad. Stephen R. wrote in, quick correction about the moon door at the Eerie. In the books, it's actually a door in the wall, not a hole in the floor. Yeah. Not in our book, Stephen, R10. Yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. guy that works for HBO, though, so I feel like he might know. Oh, uh, crap. Damn it. Yeah. Um, you got a good book, Stephen. No, I may have misspoken placing the own on a TV uh, element instead of the book element. Um, after I, I did just reread that chapter after or before we started this episode, and uh, you're right, it is a moon door as opposed to a moon bay. She, she said, like, open the moon bay door, and I was like, that's awesome, but it's in the well, wall. Well, guess what? It, whether it's in the floor or in the wall, I won't say anything. It's still a fucking moon door. <laughs> it's a moon door. Somebody's yeah. going through it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So, guys, are, are we just going to do episodes for, like, the next 48 hours? Because I don't have to go to work. My offices are closed for the next two days. <laughs> oh, no shit. That's funny. That email was, of course, sent to us at uh, contact at gameofowns.com. You can send us your email. Send us your thoughts on the show. If you have a correction, such as the moon bay door being on a wall instead of a floor. Or if you work for HBO, email us. <laughs> Just let us know what it's like. <laughs> let us know that you're there. How's the, and, how's the office? And of course, if you've enjoyed our show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we do appreciate you giving us your feedback. And five stars is what we uh, appreciate. Um, you know, anything less than that is deemed unacceptable in the Game of Owens universe. And Or uh, else what? Or else <laughs> this week... Or, yeah, this week, right? Because it's one per three episodes now. Yeah. Is yep. that the algorithm that we developed? That's how you <laughs> devised it. Yeah. This is all you, it's man. all you, man. <laughs> if not, you will be forced to lie in bed with Robert Baratheon and attempt to not get pregnant. Oh. I don't know, Micah. I feel like I could withstand that pretty well. My, Eric's putting in one star. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could do that. It wouldn't be fun, but I wouldn't get pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Eric Skull. I'm Hurricane Sandy. I'm Mike Tannenbaum. Stay, Stay good. good.